If you want to support our podcast financially, please visit patreon.com slash IIMBSB. Also, email us with questions or ideas at ifimaypodcast at gmail.com. All right, today we check in with each other about how childhood wounds are showing up in our relationship. And Justin shares a huge realization she had at a party. And we'll also be visiting our favorite couples on Temptation Island. Let's go. Welcome to If I May Be So Bold. A podcast about relationships. I'm Dan Epstein, recording artist, Enneagram 4, and ADHDJ. I'm Justin Waring Crane, model, actress, singer, dancer, mathematician. I um I solved another equation yesterday. <laughs> was it a big one or a little one? It was a really big one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we're just gonna continue to check in like on my on my journey. On your maths journey? Yeah. So do you wanna hear about my my breakthrough? Um yeah. You were there. Yeah. I think before you, you share that, I just want to say um, it's uncomfortable um, for me, like recording the podcast uh, in periods of like internal turmoil. Like I think we talked about once on our first season, just like it's way easier to be like, I was struggling so much. Yeah. And... Ah, now like I'm fine, you know, um, just want to kind of reintroduce that idea because I'm on a, I'm on a journey here. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm feeling like daunted by my own fears. You know, like my own like fearful thoughts that come up. I'm having like moments where they come up and I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, and I can. It's not so easy for me in this moment to just be like, oh, okay, I know what that is. And and like allow it to come in and just like be there Mm. for whatever reason right now. It's it's challenging. I have a really hard time with that. Yeah. When. Feelings are coming up and I'm not sure why or what they mean. Um, it's It really adds to the stress mm-hmm. of it. It can make an unpleasant experience almost yeah. unbearable. Jonna, my therapist yesterday, I was talking about you and she said, she said, she's a really good teacher for you in, in terms yeah. of like how I'm being challenged. Yeah. By myself in being with you. Yeah. I'm a teacher. And like my inner teenager, which is terms from ACA, the 12-step program, I think is just like running wild right now. It's just mm-hmm. like in full fucking... Like Rebellion. Blasting music in in my room. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to be everything. an American idiot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like 44 when that song came out. 
<laughs> yeah. Your your inner teenager is really active right now. And yeah. that's good. That's really good. But it maybe it doesn't feel good. Because you didn't yeah. really get to be a teen. You didn't really get to be like an angsty. No. And I didn't really... I actually kind of did. I did. I was a. I was really bitchy, actually, uh, <laughs> towards my parents, especially my mom. So that's important to have that that time where yeah. you're where you're just so pushing away. Like that's such an important phase of development that yeah. teenagers go through, where right. you're basically like "fuck you, parents," and that's how you start to d- really differentiate mm. and that's what your part of your work is right now is yeah. differentiating from your family. Yeah. And that's the the teenager is going to help you do that. Yeah, and I think in the past I've kind of been like I understand how ways in which I try and like escape and distract myself and uh and uh numb myself and like i understand that like like i should be careful about that but like it's part of life you know and now i'm in a place where i'm like it's not going to work like mm. i can't i have to like uh take these things on and like really slow down and like not turn away from uh <laughs> i was i was crying in the car today <laughs> <laughs> From uh, the Caroline Polachek song, um, Look At Me Now. Such an amazing song. When she's song. like, I can't run anymore. Yeah. I'm stay hey, right here, face the storm. I was like, Yeah. I mean, what an incredible part of the song. I don't know what that is, if it's like a, it's like a post-chorus yeah, or like I a bridge or some sort, but it's so fucking good. Yeah. I was like, uh... Okay. No one should ever make another song. <laughs> that like, song is un unreal. I know. Also, I have no idea what I'm like a, a, a master's in music, and I couldn't figure out like I just like couldn't figure out what tempo or what um meter it's in. I think it's like seven eight or something okay. bizarre. Yeah, maybe or like it's, yeah, it's maybe something that's right. I pretty, didn't try that one. <laughs> I think it's it's pretty <laughs> unconventional. Um. So. God, I and this weekend I think was really transformative mm-hmm. for us and something that we were talking about um at this party that we were at that really tore me a new asshole <laughs> <laughs> was uh that you can't you can't escape yourself. And that was coming up for you at the party. Well, that's part of it is like we were talking about how you can't mm. escape yourself, mm-hmm. but the the bad thing is, it's like that's not the bad news. <laughs> the bad news is that daily life makes it possible to think that you can escape yourself. Yeah. So if it was more clear how impossible it really is, yeah, I think there'd be a lot less suffering. Right. Yeah. You can't escape it. <sighs> so, but every time I realize that, I'm like, okay, I can't escape it. Wow, fuck. Yeah. This is sad and also now very freeing. Then immediately I'm like, there's got to be a way. You know, right. like I then start looking for the new way that I haven't thought of to try to numb yeah. or 
escape or just find like a loophole. Yeah. And to really find, it's not a life hack. It's like a a hack for life, Mm -hmm. like a hack for like escaping the reality of life. Well, I mean, yeah. And I haven't like started the steps of 12-step ACA, which I've been going to meetings to. Um, Just another for people who maybe mm -hmm. haven't listened before. ACA. And many people don't. And many never people heard don't know what this is. I couldn't believe me. Yeah, me of all people, not knowing what ACA is. Um, it stands for Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. So it's a twelve-step program. And I was always like, Yeah, Al-Anon's not my twelve-step. Sex and Love Addicts not my twelve-step. Uh, but. This one would be. Yeah, you kind of thought there wasn't really one. I was for like, you. I guess yeah. there's not a 12 step. Exactly. For me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, like all 12 steps, they're all kind of modeled after AA to some degree. Like uh, the idea of admitting you're powerless against the things that you kind of, you know, you didn't create in yourself, but you are experiencing. Yeah. So admitting powerlessness is part of the wisdom of no escape. Exactly. And what, yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. Which is kind of the opposite of Temptation Island. <laughs> Perfect segue. Well, no, you didn't say, you didn't say your realization Okay, my breakthrough. Yet. So, okay, let's rewind to 2019. I had just gone through or was just about to go through and I think my body knew. This is, I met you shortly after this. Yeah. My body sensed that I was about to go through a pretty traumatic breakup. Um, Can you remember a specific moment that, you, I felt, that you started sensing it for like really yeah. sensing it? Yeah. I was, I was driving on the freeway. I was on the 110. North, south? North. Great. And <laughs> I was go- on my way to go babysit for someone. This is like maybe the last time I ever babysat. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the name for of the personal essay, yeah. Yeah, I was babysitting for a friend and I'm driving to her house and I start to feel sick to my stomach, like mm-hmm. I'm going to throw up. Mm-hmm. And I think part of me knew it was anxiety, but I just like, I hadn't really had anxiety manifest that way before. And so I actually pulled over and had to sort of like regroup Mm -hmm. and wait for the nausea to pass because like I started having this terrible, um, uh, I guess, intrusive thought that I was going to throw up in the car and then I was going to lose control of the car and cause Mm -hmm. like this like huge pile up. (laughs) I was like, you know, it could happen. And I was like actually talking to my friend about that intrusive thought. And she was like, it's possible, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. even plausible. And it's, I was like, yeah, it's not that unlikely. Not, not the person I should be talking to about this. <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's when these sort of, I guess I would call it a panic attack. These panic attacks started, um, and then had the breakup like the next month. And mm-hmm. it was like very unexpected. You were like, you felt about this relationship. It was like meteoric and like, yes, like just yeah. like cosmically. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is what people talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, this is exactly what everyone always described like romantic. as like, when you know, you'll know, right. This is the one like, it's so blissful mm-hmm. and just 
it's a no-brainer. So that relationship ends and I was just so, I was so blindsided. I was in just like a state of shock and it, the relationship only lasted six months. Um, and I just kind of was walking around like in a daze after that, wondering like what happened and mm-hmm. very much blaming myself mm-hmm. and feeling like I had not been good enough. Mm. So, and I knew that and I was like, yeah, God, I'm like feeling so inadequate and this is just triggering like my core wound of not feeling good enough, not feeling yeah. sufficient. Um, and so that's kind of what I've been working with in my own healing is, is trying to, you know, tend to that wound of inadequacy. And because of, because of that, I, I wasn't aware of this other piece, which is maybe like the flip side of that, the other side of the coin, which I've been feeling, which is I have been feeling scared to be like too much and take up too much space physically and psychically mm-hmm. and like really expand. Mm-hmm. And so you and I are at this party this mm-hmm. past weekend and you came up to me and you said something so sweet, which was, I want you to be as big and expansive as you are. And I know that my behavior doesn't always support that. And that was like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, holy shit. Okay. So the other important piece is that I've been having like that nausea that I was feeling before and after that breakup in 2019. I've had kind of phases of that when I have my anxiety is worse, the nausea is more. Um, but the connection that I was making was, well, I think what's causing the nausea is more than just anxiety generally, but it's this anxiety of being too much. And so it's manifesting as this like physiology of like, oh God, I'm literally going to throw up. I'm literally going to like spill out and like burst my banks. And like, really take up space in a very like, mm-hmm. and like obvious way. Kind of like re traumatization of the 2019 yeah. experience, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that was just so illuminating and clarifying, and I just felt this deep sense of peace, even though I was like, you know, sad of, about feeling. Like, oh my God, I'm feeling like I'm not good enough. And I'm also feeling like I'm too much. And this is so hard. (laughs) It's like, and just feeling sad about the ways that I feel like I was like starting to like really like fold in on myself and start like shrinking. Which were? Which were even small things, just like kind of constantly like checking in with your energy, Mm -hmm. over tuning to you really, really, really not wanting to make you upset, Mm. kind of walking on eggshells, even though it wasn't anything that you were doing or saying, but more just this energy. Uh, I mean, 
I think that might be an overstatement. Yeah, I think there there are things that you didn't say. Because I know my like my own con- desire to exert control over myself is kind of like I'm reaching a breaking point with it. Right. And it's and it's showing up. And it's yeah. kind of yeah, it's getting it's seeping onto me. Mm-hmm. So um just always kind of like wanting to like explain myself before I did something. Yeah. I was noticing like even small things. Yeah. Like wanting to tell you like, I'm going to go to the bathroom now because blah, blah, blah. You know, or like just like yeah. really like minutia. Mm-hmm. And, and, then I went, and then wondering like why the nausea is getting worse. Yeah. Why I'm feeling constrained and like, like squished, yeah. you know? Uh, so that was huge, 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 huge breakthrough for me. And since then, this past week, I've had no nausea. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy night. That was a crazy night. <laughs> that was so fucking crazy. Like for me, I was he- getting stressed out by the nausea and anxiety. That it I was, was having. Well, it was yeah. triggering me because of my disordered eating because you were eating to soothe the nausea. Yeah. Cause I was just feeling like the you were interpretation it, I yeah. had was that this is nausea that's created by hunger. And sometimes I think it really was, but I think more so it was a pathway that had become mm-hmm. automated for me that I'm like, uh oh, like I might get nauseous again. And then I would like, in a, it was like a, but nocebo. you were also like hating eating. You yeah. were like, because seemingly maybe because it was stressful, yeah. you were eating to try and like curb an ailment. Yeah. I felt like I had to eat. I was like forcing myself to eat even when I didn't want to because I was like, this is going to help me avoid the nausea. And I was getting really stressed out because I have disordered eating in my past. And I was like feeling that you were eating out of fear. And like, I was like, it was just really dysregulating me. So yeah, what was that? What was that like for you? Well, it was really stressing me out because I felt like it was triggering my own just like panic around eating for myself, mm. uh, where I was like taking it on, but I've never had that with someone else. Mm. So you were seeing my panic around yeah. eating, and, and it was making you feel panic. My nervous with system was like getting really stressed out. Um, mm. because I would think I was like feeling the anxiety and I also mm. felt like I was noticing it, but then I was like going down like a shame, uh, to a shame place about it. Cause I was like, well, I have disordered eating. Like, like it's probably just like a function of that, that I'm feeling this like stress around, like, you know, feeling like you were you were eating out of stress and like mm-hmm. uh fear. Mm-hmm. Um so it was like an observation maybe I wanted to make but I was like mm. I don't want to be like I don't want to be controlling and also like mm. she's like a healthy eater. I am like a disordered oh, eater, you know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It was intense. I'm noticing right now that um because of where we are in our relationship where like our wounds are like kind of getting activated or have been and maybe more so for me. Um, 
it makes it hard. This is the hardest it's been for me to like see the line between what's my stuff and what's your stuff, Mm. you know? Yeah. Something I'm really appreciating though. And I just want everyone out there to hear this because I think this is such a healthy thing that you're doing is there are certain things that I'm doing. It could be small things. I don't even know what they are. Um, that are triggering you and you're noticing the desire coming up that you want to control me Mm -hmm. and control my behavior Mm -hmm. and like manage me. Mm -hmm. And instead of coming to me and saying like, you're doing this and you should stop doing this and blah, blah, blah. And just chasing that impulse, Mm -hmm. you're going to your therapist with it and -hmm. you're talking to your therapist with it first and you may never need to come to me mm-hmm. with those things because your therapist is going to help you sort out what's kind of just your thing that you need yeah. to work out, which is such a a gift to me and to the relationship and to yourself too. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, that you're giving yourself time to like process it. Yeah. Instead of like acting it out on me. Yeah. That's, that is true. So thank you. That feels like really caring. There was an interesting thing that happened around like, this feels connected to me in my mind about like my rigidness and controlling, which like, I just never thought of myself as that. Really? No. Until lately? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because you're like ENFP. Because I've been more people pleasing with other people in my life. Right. Than with you. Yeah. Um, you had this identity of, to, to yourself of like, kind of like this like floaty, like. <laughs> spacey. You know, spacey guy. But like there's this real piece, like internalized piece of like wanting to control that. Well, yeah. I mean, with. sorry. That's yeah, all I had to say. No, I mean, I just think that's what I learned was like managing, managing people around you. It's like something that's very familiar to me. Well, it's like, and how could it not have been internalized? Like that would have been a fucking miracle. No, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were uh, getting ready to leave. And like within a span of like five minutes, you like spilled two different things of food. I thought it was just or one. No, one was the drink. What drink? You remember in my room? You had a drink in your hand and you like bent bent over or you're like leaned over and like the drink that spilled onto then? the carpet. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And then a little later we got in the car and you had a plate mm-hmm. of like a sandwich. Yeah. Like a messy sandwich. Yeah. Oh, honey. It was a, <laughs> it was like this big, like crummy, crusty baguette. Okay. And then I had like piled skyscraper high, like it's fat. Plumpy, juicy. <laughs> I can barely listen to this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like scoop of chicken salad. <laughs> but but wait, 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 wait. This wasn't the day of the, the party. No, I know. Oh, okay. But this is recently. That was Saturday. Yeah, or no, Sunday. but I just Sunday. you said like I think subconsciously I might be testing you. Yes. By literally spilling. Yeah. Spilling and being sloppy. Right. And being a fucking hog, okay? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> like a sloppy pig, okay? In my little pig's thigh. And 
and seeing like what's he gonna do like i i like have a feeling like he's not gonna like this but it's like a safer... what do you think you're looking to get from me what kind of reassurance uh well the reassurance i want is that like you can handle it and you can be like yeah like literally that's just called making a mess and being mm-hmm. a human being and i clean up after myself and like guess what the world like the sky didn't fall but what i sense is like anxiety a lot of the time it's like where you're like oh, like oh god yeah <laughs> i get just sense how you're like something's not right <laughs> you know yeah and that's sad yeah that's such a stressful way to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful for you. So it's like, when it's stressful for me, I can hold that, wow, this is stressful for me to be around dance energy. Mm-hmm. And like, and I can also have compassion. Like, this is stressful for him. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to be this way. How do you think we should work on it or could work on it? Um, Like, I think one, maybe... It, while you're trying to sort through this stuff for yourself, like mm-hmm. you removing yourself from certain when situations, to, yeah. like going and like taking a break. Mm. If you see me do something that's like <sighs> freaking you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also then like, <laughs> like I think compassion towards yourself, like, cause you are a human being too and you make messes and you spill and like break things. And that's been a shame trigger for you, I think. So then like, how can you like tend to that those are the two things that come to mind yeah that's helpful Okay, um, so we're having fun with uh, checking in on the show Temptation Island. We recognize that probably most people are not watching it with us, but um, and we're not fully even watching it. We're just skipping. <laughs> we're, we're, like, we're barely watching it. <laughs> well, we we watch episode one, and now we're checking in mm-hmm. on episode six. We're feeling stimulated by the show in strange ways. Um, there's stuff in there like about breakups, freedom, like freedom in relationships, toxicity, quote unquote. I don't know. We want to talk about it. A lot has happened, but we're just going to kind of fill in the blanks for ourselves. Um, things have gotten so... We didn't know what we, what we were getting into at all is what we like, Basically. what I took from episode six. Yeah. Oh, and I, well, ahead. also like... Just like the contestants didn't know what they were getting into, except they, they kind of do. If, I mean, I assume some all level, the seasons follow, like this isn't yeah. that different from other seasons. So so where we left them was that they had just brought on a bunch of singles onto the show mm-hmm. to serve as the temptation to the couples. And now the structure is that the girls who are coupled have their own villa and the guys who are coupled have their own villa separate. And in the girls' villa, the men singles are there, mm-hmm. basically living there. Yeah. And then in the guys' villa, 
the the women singles yeah. are there. The so, other things we didn't know that like when there was going to be quote unquote infidelity, I don't know if I have to put that in quotes. Um, there's a light. Well, well, we did know this because they told us in the first episode, but there we'll tell we'll tell you now. There's a light, like a spherical lamp. It's an IKEA lamp. Yeah, it's an IKEA lamp. Yeah. That turns on when somebody in the other villa is cheating. Yeah, they but they don't know who. Yeah. They just know someone. So But the light is this is the first season they've used the light and it's looming really large, is what we're finding for for the contestants. Yeah. And um we didn't know that like they were gonna be shown clips of their partner fooling around in some cases, I don't know, like Having sex licking, under a, a blanket, covered in something, and like rubbing his on with that guy great, like rubbing his face on some yeah. girl's butt. <laughs> There's a. I mean, I want to ask you: Is this the the sluttiest of all the reality shows? Well, I've barely watched them. I don't know. I just feel like slutty. from what I've seen of like Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, uh, the one. Oh yeah, Perfect Match. Perfect Match. Um. This one is like the you see it's pretty graphic. Like Yeah. So I So wonder, presumably like the producers have just like tape of all the contestants having sex. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's from cameras surveillance in the rooms cameras. And maybe they did this on Too Hot to Handle too, because I just I don't know. But it's like that really like paranormal activity type mm-hmm. like footage of like night vision of like in the rooms and like the couples like huddled under this thin blanket like Mm -hmm. gyrating wildly so it's it's just like it's pretty uncomfortable and then it's uncomfortable to watch the contestants then watch you see them as they're watching footage of their significant other cheating Mm -hmm. on them which i just feel like is so like unnecessary um but they're like that's the show the host is like, I t- you know, it's intense. It's extreme. It's extreme, you know? And I'm like... Hey, Temptation to Island's what extreme. end? Like, yeah, they're like kind of framing it as like, this is going to give you the clarity that you need. And it's like... And you'll know... This is, this is actually really like a lie. Then you'll know what you deserve. Yeah. What? How that's a leap. Yeah. It was... It's, it's pretty wild. So it's a very salacious... So basically, they've all been shown, every single one of them, it seems like, has been shown not in all cases like physically cheating, but emotionally cheating or physically cheating. Yeah, or saying phys- like, I'm not a, in a relationship with them, them anymore. We've broken <laughs> up, even said, though it's like they haven't actually broken up. One Christopher said he hadn't gotten a boner. Or no, he said he hadn't been turned on <laughs> no, he by like, anyone. No one has gotten my dick hard. He said that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. My ha- my dick hasn't been hard in this house this whole time until now. Until you showed me care <laughs> yeah, to the to wow. the single he's yeah. talking to. But so they've all and then there's this insane scene of them talking to the host after seeing their partners cheat at bonfire. Um is where they all gather to watch this. And in the span of on the show, I'm sure it was longer when they filmed it, but for our our purposes, it's like 30 seconds from them going through like crisis of like grieving and feeling upset after seeing this to being like, okay, like I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. And now I'm going to like go like cheat on them. So there's a lot of like retaliation and like revenge seemingly. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the thing that was most striking to me in watching this was we watched a lot of conversations of 
one member of the couple talking to like the person who they're now like, I guess, dating, who's one of the singles. They each have like paired up now with one of the singles and talking about like how, you know, the relationship was messed up and they were so trapped. And it's something that I think is very palpable for people who've been through breakups of like, you know, going through the like the shock of like the uncoupling, you know, of removing yourself from the relationship and the sense of like abundance you can feel or like maybe kind of um, grab onto like a, like a clearing of space and a sense of like, now I can see and like, I actually dodged a bullet and like this feeling of like, oh, everything's going to be okay now. Like I was so trapped. I was miserable. And that kind of juxtaposed with what we were just talking about of like um, relationships ideally being like helping you wake up to seeing your own stuff. Yeah. But I think what we see play out is, is the part of the relief they seem to be feeling is like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I won't have to really grapple with my issues. <laughs> like, thank God, like now I'm going to escape into right. the next person. So there's a lot of, Ooh, thank God that toxic relationship is yeah. over. And now I'm, thank God that's over. And because I have this new person who's mm-hmm. so much better for me and like, mm-hmm. this is clearly the, the person I should be with. Mm-hmm. Now I also don't have to do, do any work of making sense of that toxic relationship that I just came out of. And they're also in the throes of like this excitement about fucking someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, clearly they're like, they're like really buoyed by it, which yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The show is really smart in that way where it's just (laughs) like, we're gonna, we're gonna like rip like, the band-aid or like, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. like rip you out of the your, baby from the bosom, the baby from the breast. And then don't worry. Like here's this little, here's you're gonna another stuff one. This like binky in your mouth. Like and you're not going to have to feel the, like the pain of that separation. Yeah. Um, and like they're seeing in the person they're talking to now what they were lacking. Right. But they're not they're seeing like, anything wrong with, the, of course. You know, with the yeah. Person, yeah. Yeah. Which we've all been there. But there's this like, what is clearly like not present is then none of them are talking about like what they were bringing to the dynamic. Right, right. At all. Yeah. They're like, that person just was not the one for me. It's everything is external. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Hall because he's your least favorite. Hall on Temptation Island is to me a perfect example of how a man thinking that not sharing his doubts and his real feelings towards the relationship when he has doubts or when things are feeling like they're not working, that he's doing a favor to the relationship when he's actually sabotaging the relationship because his partner has no idea that these things are going on with him and all of a sudden they're not connecting. And then before you know it, he says what he says, which is she was never the one and I could never tell her. Because I'm such a good guy. Yeah. And and so she's just having to sense that mm-hmm. something's wrong and becomes paranoid and basically has to figure out on her own that something is wrong 
Mm-hmm. And and then when it ends, she's really confused. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels just... And bet- feels betrayed. If Yeah. And it feels cowardly to me that it seems like he is avoiding telling the truth to himself about not wanting to be in the relationship with her. And then he's not breaking up with her. And he's avoiding you know, hurting her, but then he's hurting her way more because it's Mm -hmm. drawing it out. And then he also gets to kind of avoid breaking up with her directly because she's seeing a video of him Mm -hmm. saying, I knew she, I always knew she wasn't right for me. And so then he can kind of like skirt around that difficult conversation. Yeah. And then meanwhile, he's like the most manic in this, in this, post-breakup existence and has already, with one of the singles, has already said that, told her, like, she's the one, actually. So now he's clarity. Yeah. Okay, so Christopher is a good example. Like, he is, like, he has a very dark energy around whatever's going on. And he reminds me of people I know who've gone through breakups. And, you know, I'm I'm sure everyone has had a friend like this who, like, it's clear that the the pain and the and the grief of the relationship um for for this type of person it's like they have to find something to be angry about as a way to to cope mm-hmm. it's like they need to find where the betrayal is and focus on that part of it for whatever reason he's just like stewing and it's almost, he keeps saying really like nasty and like kind of abusive sounding like violent things about Maricela that it's kind of wild to me that this is on like USA or whatever. Cause yeah. it's like one of the darkest things I've ever seen. It's really, <laughs> it's really disturbing watching him kind of unravel. He just seems yeah. like so like he's, he's ready to blow. And it's he's, scary. Yeah. He's the one who is the only one who didn't like on tape actually like physically hook up with someone he was just like kind of like the boner yeah he was just like yeah talking but and it's clear that that's part of what i think we're talking about which is like he needs to see himself as the aggrieved Mm -hmm. and like that's helpful in some way to like recovering yeah oh okay i can't really great show i can't continue but okay (laughs) That's our that's our temptation island check in. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep visiting as much as we can tolerate. <laughs> Every six episodes or so, we're gonna check in with them and see what, see how's it going. And that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Our music is by Nightlight. We self-produce this podcast, so please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps. <laughs>